This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks at LAX. I'm alone in the car currently. I am picking up my co-host, Karen Kilgariff, and our guest, Drennan Davis. They are fresh off a plane, freshly. They're brand new off a plane from Austin, Texas for, of course, the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Uh, I say, of course, because... Uh, why else would you be in Austin except for the Turkey Trot, a popular 10K race, uh, or uh, South by Southwest, third. It's the third most popular reason to be in Austin, South by Southwest. Uh, the second is Turkey Trot. Uh, picking them up at Southwest uh, Terminal 1. Southwest, of course, proud sponsor of Do You Need a Ride? I'm taking right. My sunglasses are in the way. I, in the past, I've had trouble uh, driving and podcasting. I feel comfortable today. I've had plenty of coffee. I have spotted them. Uh, I thought that was them. There they are. Here they are. Karen walking over. She has a tote bag. Uh, Drennan walking slowly behind. It looks like they've been fighting. I have... Uh, Sorry. There we go. Hey, what's up? What up, boy? How was it? How you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Thanks. You look taller. <laughs> Byron Bowers. Byron Bowers, surprise guest from across the terminal road on Do You Need a Ride? Hi there. Hi. Yeah, I just put that hanger in there for... You can fling that. 
Thank you. Down. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hello. Chris. Hello. How's it going? Did you have to talk to yourself the whole way here? No, I, I just started as I rounded the bend. Oh, nice. Uh, so just to recap so far, I said you're freshly... I wasn't sure if all this was true. Okay. Either you're back from Austin because of Moon Tower or... I said the 10K race, the turkey trot. <laughs> or or you're, you stayed too long for South by Southwest. Yeah, there's a little bit of truth in all that, I think. But you you guys were there for, uh, do you need it? Or do you need, do you need a festival <laughs> for Moon Tower? I do need a festival. Yeah. How was it? It was so much fun. It was great. It was super fun. I would love to go. Uh, yeah, you should definitely go. It's all, it's just a matter, it's like when my family goes, why aren't you on at midnight? <laughs> right. Not everything in life is up to us. That's exactly right. I somehow wronged that festival. We're promoting it. I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure you guys had a great time. But um, the secondary topic is why am I banned from it? Uh, I think it's, that's always the secondary topic, isn't it? It always is. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. But Chris, uh, you're from Austin, right? I am. And a guy. When you're in Austin, like, they. Like, I'm from San Francisco, and I feel like San Francisco is like, they'll always look at me as, like, the freshman because that's where I started. Do you feel like. Yeah, I think that you never outgrow the position you were in when you left. Yeah. And also, I think when they put those festivals together, it's always like, who are the big names and the draw names and the da da da? And then everything else kind of trickles down after. So they're looking for, like, people on. TV shows and like right. the big fancy people. Yeah. Then everything else is maybe secondary. Right. I guess that is true. But then I, I always can look at a lineup and see that the, it isn't a bunch of famous people. So it's hard to not take it personally. Well, I was the. I'm just saying the order of, wi- of which it's not like they go in for like. Do you work for Moon Tower now, Karen? <laughs> I'm just trying to make it so that it's not always. Um, you know what? We I had two hours of sleep last night. Okay. Uh, and so, that's <laughs> it's post festival exhaustion. But we had a really good time. It was super fun. Um, really good shows. Really good audiences. Our host on the show that we did last night at the Vulcan Theater was Matt Bearden. Yeah. Who said, knew you? Mm-hmm. And was very nice about you. And then after our set, gave this really sweet plug for this podcast. Yeah. Told everyone to listen to it. So Matt is, he's he's the best. Yeah, he I was started super with nice. him. He was supportive the moment I started in Austin, and uh, he's terrific. Yeah, he was really nice. It was very nice to meet him. Too. Yeah, he was. Great. He is very funny. Yeah, he, the Austin people were really funny. Yeah. He was on uh, Austin Stories with Chip Pope and Howard Kramer. Oh, wow. oh really? Yeah, he looked like he was twelve. Oh. But he was one of the original cast members and a regular on that show. Oh, wow. Yeah. You wouldn't recognize... You would recognize him more now than in the past few years. He was, like, had a beard and looked different. He's he's back to his youthful uh, look. Yeah, he's very young. So if you watch an episode of uh, Austin Stories, available on YouTube, I believe, the whole season... You can see Matt Bearden. Nice. With his 12-year-old face. He looks so young. But he's great. He, like, uh, curates a pretty cool comedy scene in Austin that maybe would have gone away if he didn't 
take hold of the reins. Nice. Yeah, he's great. He's important to Austin Comedy. <laughs> Matt Beard never. And he's a big fan of yours, and he's a big fan of this podcast. One of the first things he said to me when we met, which was kind of exciting because it sometimes feels like you and I are talking into two soup cans with a piece of string between it. Because in the beginning, before we got the Zoom 6, that's yeah. what, that is exactly what we did. That's, that's what we trained on. Uh, so, yeah, it was really humid in Austin. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like South Florida humid. Uh, the entire time except for yesterday, which was very upsetting to Grandma Kilgariff. I did not like it at all. No, it, it. the moment I moved there up until the moment I left, for five years I had a wet afro. Uh, <laughs> I never was able to dry my hair. And uh, it, it it really is Your hair stays wet there all day Yeah, I see, I didn't know that I thought Austin would be dry heat It doesn't make sense It's in the middle of the state Of of course, Houston is much more humid but Is it? Yeah it's by the, down yeah, by the, the Gulf. Gulf Yeah Oh, should I have not I'm going to go this way Yeah, because we're go, basically going downtown But uh, I don't know why it's so humid there But maybe just compared to here but it doesn't make sense. Here we're by an ocean. That's right. Well, and also I I think Drennan did the same thing. I didn't bring any of the right clothes. Mm-hmm. So I ended up wearing I looked like an abandoned child the entire time. It was, it was pretty great. It was and then I just was like, who cared? I really fit in on 6th Street. We'll just we'll just say it that way. Yes. Was the festival on 6th Street? Some of them were. Yeah, there was like the parish. Um I don't know if that was around when you were there. No, it wasn't. And then there was, uh, it was either, a lot of them were either on 6th or Congress. Okay. Yeah, we did Parish with Todd Berry the first night. Fun. Uh, super fun. I think, uh, we, we're a good match with Todd Berry because we're like a music act. Yeah. Yeah. And Todd Berry is Todd Berry. Todd's awesome. So it was kind of like that perfect, I think the audience liked it a lot. Uh, and then I don't remember, what else happened? The, what else? We had a second show that night. Oh, oh that Google was Fiber. the Google Fiber show. <laughs> oh, Google is the Google Fiber is the the return of fiber optics. It, yeah, right? Isn't I, it? I is have it? no idea. It is. It it has something to do with which they're bringing back uh, fiber optics in a big way. I think. I think so. I really do think it's. I don't know how they're using it differently, but it's a higher, speedier interweb. Well, this room was like set up as if we wanted to have a, a conference about you know sexual harassment in the workplace. Oh, that's yes. like it was very uh, corporate, technical. Uh, f- you know those kind of plastic chairs, and then like a wide stage and a big Google on the background and. It was just bizarre to do comedy in this room. It was yeah. super weird. Did it seem like you were in a scene from Silicon Valley? Yes, kind of, it was yeah. totally tech crunch. <laughs> it was totally like that. And then we, that show, and it was Andy Kindler's show, he hosted and just destroyed. Like, yeah. of course, the audiences were awesome. Yeah. So he destroyed. Then Dana Gould came out first and destroyed. And then Blaine came out and, like, the room exploded. And then we came out. And it was like golf applause uh, so we were like let's never look at the Google Fiber room again it was the, it was not it was fine <laughs> it was Karen fine. it was not oh my god are you going to yell show. at me on my own podcast it was fine <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it was good. But yeah, I mean, like, I honestly thought the way it was going that we were going to, like, have people on their feet. And instead of... I, it may have been, like, you know, hilarity fatigue. I hate... That's yeah. a problem with comedy. When the show is going great and everyone's like, oh, man, that audience... Nobody can do wrong at this point. It, they are primed, and I know I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I only the only time I impress everyone is when the audience is shitty, and there's a bunch of mustached guys with no sleeves, and they're they're being silent. That's when I that's when I do well. That's when you do your thing. I it's so hard to follow a bunch of people killing. Yeah. Well, and also just those those guys are like. I mean, they're just legends, so... Yeah. Uh, uh, that sounds so fun, though. And that was super fun. Then the next night we did, um, for me, my favorite show I've ever done, which it was at the Paramount Theater. We opened for Patton. Oh, yeah, that was, like, incredible. Yeah, with Brian Garr and Mike McRae. And that show, it was, like... Have you been in the Paramount, obviously? I opened for Judy Tenuta there, yeah. yes. Whoa. Just a big, huge, old-fashioned theater where yeah. the balcony is close to the stage in a weird way yeah. so it's very intimate and it was just like and also for us the acoustics like the music setup was magical you it was like the best you know sound system you could possibly play on yeah yeah because it's it's just one of those classic old beautiful theaters yeah right it's, it's really pretty it's, it's not gorgeous. run down at all yeah, no, I think no, they, no. Like, they, they shoot a lot of specials there yeah it was beautiful that sounds amazing that was super fun right and then uh, we did Tom Papa show which was also real real fun yeah that was great wow yeah there was great comics at that festival yeah that sounds amazing yeah well did you was there any possibility of doing anything other than festival stuff or are you guys like me where you just hang out in the hotel room because <laughs> hotel rooms are terrific no we did that we watched uh, we watched the new X-Men on HBO that's oh, right well why wouldn't you um, we in wa- the hotel room yeah, oh yeah oh yeah last night we watched Godzilla yeah Karen's um, boyfriend my boyfriend Godzilla <laughs> um Riding your bike past <laughs> his it's, house. It's, is it his house or is, it shouldn't it be like a cave? Well, it's where you live. I keep saying, I don't know where you live. I'd like to see where you live. Right. I'll ride my bike past where you live. <laughs> it's just where you live, not a house. Right. I would be, a Godzilla house would be so big. Where would it, yeah, it where would, would be, it be built? It would have to be some kind of large Japanese pagoda of some kind. Right. Of a mountain. Hugest yeah. front door you've yes. ever seen. He lives with a bunch of monks. On He lives where they trained Batman. Yes. Yeah, of course. He lives in the mountain, and they live on top of the mountain. I don't know why I said cave. It's funny how sometimes you confuse Godzilla for a, a, just a regular dragon, and then you confuse <laughs> a dragon for a dinosaur, a and you're like, well, dragon. they haven't seen Godzilla since... Adam and Eve, you know, it all gets very confusing. It's to me, we, the what time would be line. great is if we could have some kind of like a uh, Venn diagram. Oh yeah. no, I'm going to be bad on this. No, it, it's already so bad, Chris. Do you think I was about to say <laughs> Venn diagram? Do you think I had that in my wheelhouse? It's we are allowed to be confused right now because Godzilla is a dragon-faced dinosaur. Yes, he's got the body of a. Dinosaur. Yep. 
and a dragon head. So what, how the hell are we supposed to... And a little tiny, cute, precious head. You're yeah. damn right we need a And fen- kind of like big, nice big thighs. Oh, God. He's yeah. just got some meaty thighs. Yes, so many squats. <laughs> and the shortest arms you've ever seen. Yeah. And, uh, and the eyes of a child. Yeah, just the <laughs> youthful innocence. Only to be found in a human child. I mean... How could you not love him? I don't know why everybody doesn't have a song about loving him. Um, Are you guys feeling like you're going to go home and just sleep all day? Yes, yep. I'm so beat. Yeah. Yes. I'm to the point where, I'm, I don't know if you guys ever get this, but you're like so tired, you're almost like sick to your stomach. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And also the flight was hot. Like, I... Southwest always seems like a good idea when you go to price it's, the tickets. It's cheaper, yeah. It's cheap, and... They, they tell jokes, or they used to. I love comedy. <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of comedy. But then once you're on it, on those shitty, like, beige and rust-colored seats, and everything feels scaled down, and you feel like, you know, like when a giant drinks out of a teacup type of feeling, yeah. but you're in a seat... It just is terrible. Yeah, Southwest, of course, sponsor. Of Do you need a ride? Please I mentioned that earlier. When you're flying in the air, consider Southwest. Consider a rusty seat for your ass bucket. <laughs> consider all the cheapest people in the world to share your trip with. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you're sitting there before the flight takes off, that that wet, hot air coming out of that little hole that you can only twist and lessen the hot air but it'll once you take off it kicks into like air conditioning and you're like all right now we're talking yep except it didn't kick in until the last 10 minutes of this flight so i just kept i was the person you know you always see that person on the the plane that just keeps reaching up and touching that nozzle i just would reach up and touch it everywhere like maybe if i turn it a little bit this way it'll i'll not want to barf on my own lap yeah I mean, there's a lot of complaining going on. I'm so grateful for the life that I have. Yes, yes. Well, there's always times where you can express not being grateful. We can get tired of life. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're suicidal. (laughs) Great, because if I am, you have to tell me. Um, I will tell you if you reach that. Okay, good. The break. Good, good, good. But for now, it's just simple life complaining. I don't... I'm... You guys can... Spill your guts. Oh, I'm so tired, Chris. (laughs) Brandon, tell me. I'm... (laughs) <laughs> what else is bugging you? Oh, well, I ate, I feel like I ate strictly chicken and waffles on the street. Oh, they were so good, though. Everywhere we went, every restaurant had a specialty chicken chicken and waffles dish. Yes. Really? It's almost like the new mac and cheese. You know how, like, yes. for a while, that it was like you'd go to a fancy restaurant, and you'd be like, well, I have to try the mac and cheese. And then poutine, it seemed, for a while, was sweeping the nation. Yeah. Even outside of Portland. Yeah. And Canada. Uh, but now chicken because the chicken and waffles I'd never even I would ask people to repeat it when I would come to LA they're like oh you've never had Roscoe's chicken and waffles I'm like no it's just two great things together and it's an excuse to put syrup on chicken which yeah. you have the right to do anyway but that that's why I've never been I do, I do not like to get a normal dish I don't know why I always use meatloaf as an example of a of a 50s American dinner and then put sugar on it. I don't I don't want to dip. I don't want my ice cream to accidentally touch my I feel you, bacon. but you could think of it entree. this way too. Bacon entree. Yeah. Yeah. You can put you could put gravy on your waffle. Ooh. That's what I did. They had Damn. this like amazing like butter bacon gravy. Oh yeah, that's right. 
so that's why is that sounds good. So if something is, exists as as sweet, I I do like the idea of adding something salty to it. Totally. But, uh, the other way around, no, thank you. Yeah, that's not really my thing either. Yeah, the other way around is a little gross. Although I think I like I like it because well, just something about it works. I don't know what it is for chicken and waffles specifically. I can't think of another combination that I would do that with, like pizza and Hershey's chocolate syrup. I think one time as a kid I saw my grandpa purposefully pour syrup on chicken and I uh, or bacon. He would dip his bacon in oh, syrup. Yeah, oh that's yeah, that's good. Give a thing of bacon and well I mean ask me if the guy's alive. Oh is he alive? No, no he's dead. I oh, mean everyone's oh. grandpa's dead at a certain point <laughs> right? I mean that's just what happens that's to just everyone. Life. Yes, yes. That's yeah. true. I'm a 40 year old man of course my grandpa's tits up. But okay. I watched him do that. I watched him dip the and it made me mad. Maybe it's not the bacon. Maybe it's the way he raised my mom. But <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I that is what I have against chicken and waffles. Yeah. I do if someone's like, oh, whoops, did that syrup get on my chicken again? You did it on purpose. And you, you abusive fuck. And you made your you made your daughter a timid mother. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. We're digging into stuff. Yeah, goddamn right. Digging into my grandpa. <laughs> Dig, dig in. Who who's so cheap that they reuse their catheters? No. <sighs> All right, let's talk about <laughs> something else. <laughs> um. There's a new phone number you can call. They will ship new ones. Yeah, you never have to reuse those. Please remember that. Our audience especially. Please. I know a lot of you out there are, are causing needless bladder infections, and then even worse. <laughs> Don't reuse your catheters. There's a clinic. You can pick up new ones. Yes. Listen to Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Please watch late night television. There's commercials everywhere for this Everyone exact seems problem. to have catheter fever <laughs> the last couple of years. They are advertising so many different ways to acquire catheters. Yeah. And I, I think maybe it's because people are doing their own catheters. It's expensive to just always go to the hospital to... But why are so many people needing to be catheterized is what I'd like to do. I like that word. Should I get on the tent? That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's just kind of a cure-all. Drennan, you know about this, right? Catheters? Yeah, why do people get tubes in their urethras? Um, It's usually some kind of... Well, I know that my dad had to have one during cancer. I think it's usually just when you're having surgery, you know? Like, you have to... uh, yeah. I don't know. Because you can't pee. Or, and now I feel, I, I, this whole time with the catheter comedy, I wasn't making light of your dad's, oh, God, I took my eyes off the road. <laughs> yeah, don't try to make up now. You I'm can talk s- about it later, eye to eye. Okay. You know, Drennan, yeah. what's the deal with transvaginal mesh? Because. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I don't even understand. Transvaginal mesh. 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 It's, oh, mesh. You know, have you ever seen those commercials for uh, people whose transvaginal mesh operations have gone awry and they can sue? Yeah, that's the new thing, too. Yeah, that's a type of lawyer that just deals in uh, in transvaginal mesh. Not to be mistaken for a mesothelioma lawyer. So, so it's when a guy. So that's when like a guy wants to become a woman, but they mess it up. I think no, no. The mesh has nothing. It's nothing the to do mesh. with transgender. No, it's oh, it has to do okay. with women's pelvic floors falling out. Oh my god! I'm, I think. 
Or at least that's to me that's the most and fun the, reason. And the mesh is like a screen door for your your, your yeah, it's like a little hammock that'll keep all all your business up. Yeah. And kill you at the same time. Right. It kills you of something else while solving another problem. That's yeah. that's the issue with a lot of these these uh, medical malpractice lawsuits. They're doing their job, but they also happen to cause your eyeballs to melt or right. something terrible. Yeah, it's like all those medicines that you see the advertisements for, and it's like side side effects include you have a full on nervous breakdown, yeah. stab your family, so many things are bleeding, but no more plaque psoriasis. Yeah, exactly. Well, I went to the dentist, you guys. When's the last time you guys went to a dentist? I don't want to talk uh, about that. New Year's, it was not a good experience. <laughs> I I loved it. It was painful. Yeah. It was a painful experience, but I. All I'm doing is tonguing my teeth. Oh, because they're all that's sl- clean and slick? Yes. they're. So it was a cleaning. They're clean and slick, but a deep cleaning. Like Ooh. in my gums. Yeah, that's they, good. They oh. went to town, um, and I, I feel great. That's yeah. good. There's gaps, and I can breathe with my teeth mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I had quite a buildup of tartar. <laughs> but now, I mean, look at these guys. Little white, yeah, yeah, they look really and, good. And I just had coffee. <laughs> it feels great, so smooth. <laughs> it looks really good. I'm just um, saying, just go to the dentist. If it's been three years, like with me, just go. Okay, well, because I need to. Chris, I've been showing your your film to a lot of people lately. Oh, cocktails and dreams. Cocktails and dreams. I think I heard thank people you. talking about cocktails and dreams at one at some kind of a gathering. It's pretty delightful. At this uh, thank you. Guys. Yeah, people love it. A cool thing happened this weekend, and because I've heard of Opie and Anthony's show, I guess Anthony got fired. Yes. Uh, but Opie and Jim Norton, who was a regular guest on it, um, they Bert Kreischer, uh, who I haven't talked to in years, but. We were on a show together, a reality-type show. He just brought it up, and then they watched it on the radio show, and you can just hear the audio of them watching it and laughing. Oh, and nice. And then a lot, that really caused a spike, so... Yeah, because that they have a huge audience. Yeah, it's like a serious, uh, serious audience. <laughs> With an eye. <laughs> With an eye, get it? Oh, God, I should write commercials. You will. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> you will one day. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, that, thank you. And That's great. thank you, Bert Kreischer. And, Bert uh, Kreischer, thank you. And I always heard Bert Kreischer's name. I've never seen him perform. I always thought it was a sketch group. Oh, uh, Because the Bert Firshners. Oh, okay. Remember yeah. that, remember that sketch group? <laughs> no. I think they were from like the 90s. Oh, okay. I don't know. It all... He is uh, someone that, because we, on this, it was kind of a fake reality show. They had, like, him and and uh, uh, Theo Vaughn and some other, Amy Schumer, before she became a wildly famous person. And we, each episode was, like, a spoof of a different reality show. Mm-hmm. We had to gain weight on one. I did, oh, it was, called was the Michael big, Ian Black the host of that? He was the host, yeah, that. and he was great. Uh, but Bert, when you're in the room with him, he just, he's got one of those voices that just reaches a different, like dogs and horses line up outside. And he's got all these stories. And then, and, but one of them was that it, 
that uh, there was an article written about him in Rolling Stone, which then someone wrote a script about, and that was that Van Wilder movie that... Really? Yeah, the Van Wilder is about Burt Kreischer in college. Wow. Yeah, so he was like a... He made starting parties, not unlike Darren Carter, the party starter. The party starter. Party starter. I know Darren Carter, the party starter. party starter. I had to follow him at the improv so many times and eat it so many times. (laughs) Well... You you can't follow Darren Carter, the party starter. He's still around. I haven't seen him I think he is. That's why they call me Chris Fairbanks, the party stopper. Yeah. Because of my experiences after Darren Carter, the party starter. I'm Karen Kilgariff, the place where you put your purse down at the party. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Fairbanks, the coat bed. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, he made a, I guess Bert Kreischer made a business of starting parties in college. Um, so there was a movie called Van Wilder that none of us saw, but it was a National Lampoon vehicle. I remember the poster. Yeah, yeah. Standing on top of a pile of women planting a flag into their backs. Yeah, I think everyone remembers that poster because it's like, wow, look at this ripped guy. There's no way he could be funny. And it's you know, Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's very funny. Yeah, he is very funny. But, God, you know what I mean, though, with comedy and muscles? Yes. This, it's called the Joe Piscopo factor. Yeah, right. Or Lou Ferrigno, if you liked his early stand-up. I don't know. I didn't understand a lot of his early stand-up. Ferrigno? Yeah. Yeah, especially since it was pre-Hulk, but during his set, his catchphrase was, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And it's like, why not? Yeah, I don't understand. What's the problem? He's you have like, to tell us who you are first. <laughs> You'll see. Mm-hmm. You'll and see in six years on, <laughs> on CBS. <laughs> when I was a kid, my sister and I would play the Hulk and uh, out of boredom. We didn't have a lot of toys. Sure. So I'd just walk in the hallway like I was hitchhiking and forlorn. And I had this little bank bag that I would sling over <laughs> my shoulder. And then my sister would... Uh, yell or throw something at me like a pillow and then I'd just turn to the Hulk and that was pretty much how the game concluded. That's an amazing game. (laughs) The sportsmanship involved. It was. I mean she had to throw a thing. She made up a game so she could throw shit at your head. (laughs) You're right. And you were like oh this is so fun. This this sounds like everything me and my sister ever did. Sometimes it wasn't a pillow. It was like a dry flower arrangement and it hurt. Did you ever play restaurant where you just go get your sister's shit and bring it to her room? God damn it. I always played restaurant. (laughs) We played a game called go get... Go get some mustard. We're at a at a pizza place because she was embarrassed that she put mustard on her crusts. Did she? It, it makes it like a pretzel. Sure, sure. Uh, that was her reasoning. I've done it as an adult, and it does not taste like a pretzel. Yeah. Just to put mustard on. If you dip your finger in mustard, it doesn't turn into a pretzel finger. Do you ever do that thing when you were a kid where you make up things you say you like it just because you're trying to somehow establish a personality separate from everyone else in your family? Yeah, I, so you're like, this is the thing I like. I can think of the opposite where I knew someone who, just to stand out, he said he had never tried salsa before <laughs> and had the balls to say, this is my first time having salsa. And he was in his late 20s. Oh. I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. I do not believe this is the first time you've you tried salsa. Face, yeah, there's right? no way. You are a liar. You exactly. were the one time. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I don't know why we played the Hulk in the hallway. <laughs> I think it was I'm because you. my, you know, my dad, my toys early growing up, I mean, we weren't, 
we I guess we're poor. I don't know. But he would he would uh, cut up two by fours and sand them. <laughs> and so I just had these pieces of wood. They were blocks. <laughs> they were handmade blocks. Many Big people deal. had blocks. Yeah, sure. and rich and poor alike. Yeah, and some maybe their dad made. And my mom maybe. just gave me the uh, empty Franzia bags, which are kind of like <laughs> a mylar ah, balloon. A yeah. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> they just gave me catheters and mylar balloons to play with. Please and order your children's Christmas catheters <laughs> early this year. <laughs> it makes a great stocking stuffer. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Did you guys... Did you guys have toys? I didn't have toys. <laughs> I had so many toys. Yeah, me too. Really? I was, I was very into He-Man and God, Ninja I wanted, Turtles. I, I invited friends over. I, I made friends with this, this kid, Chad, when I was little because he had all the Masters of the Universe. All the dolls. And you wanted sweet. to get your hands on that I stuff? I never, yes, and yeah. twist their torso and sure. snap it back. Yes. Yeah. Inside them, and I dismantled a few, they just had a black rubber band right. that connected their torso to their legs, and so you would, they would just snap back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to act that out. <laughs> I almost crashed because of my man-at-arms impression. <laughs> you could detach their arms and make, like, you could, a guy with blue arms put it on He-Man, all of a sudden he has blue arms. Oh, you were supposed to? Like, it wasn't you just detaching it? it? They demand that you do it. <laughs> and their faces were made of rubber and you could squeeze their faces and they're like, I'm He-Man, but I'm grumpy. And you squeeze their, ah. I never owned the doll, but I had so much experience with it. Did you have Castle Grayskull, Drennan? I I think I did, yeah. Ooh, rich kid. You were rich. Well, <laughs> no, I, I didn't have the other one. The other, the, the bad guy one, um, the Skeletor, like, it had, like, a microphone, I think, you could talk into, and it sounded creepy. Oh, wow. Do you remember that? No, I barely do. I know that there was a commercial where the... Get away from my castle! Yeah. But it's not the kid's voice. It's I loved those commercials. Voice modifier. I was watching a bunch on YouTube, and it's just... The kids would get so into them, you know, and they do the voices. I don't know if they still do this kind of stuff for the commercials, but it was just great. There's a show in Denver, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but you, mystery science theater style, as comics, sit there and watch uh, all these old cartoon clips and and commercials for that played during cartoons for toys and for cereals all these oh yeah oh yeah that's the best and the, it is so not only do you is it fun to just make up joke because so much of it was familiar I, I realized I already was yelling things at the TV during this <laughs> this toothbrush this uh, toothpaste commercial or third whatever. is what you want okay thanks um because it was all in your memory. It was. It was the one of the things that's so fun about watching an old uh, uh, this way, right? Yeah. Okay. Old uh, television. It's the commercials. Like when you're watching an old VHS of Rudolph during yeah. Christmas. Yeah. The best part is like seeing these old commercials. Totally. I love it. I'm go down there. Okay. Um, Bielodry. Bielodry. Yeah, I love old commercials. It's the funnest. Totally. Sometimes I just like I'll just eat my breakfast and just watch like because there's a bunch of YouTubers just compile lists of them so you can just like watch a list it's, of them. I've been meaning to look because I do. It is the funnest thing in the world to watch commercials from the eighties. There's also we 
for a little while, uh, there was one job I had. We were watching commercials from the 60s and 70s. And there was a commercial for, uh, it was, I think, Diet Coke or or something like, no, it was like Tab. And it, it was this whole story. It was almost like a short film about this woman. And it was like, make yourself, um, uh, what was it? Shit. It's there. It's like they made up a word, like drink tab and make yourself beautiful so that when your husband comes home from work, he wants oh, to fuck no. you. I swear to God. And it's like this woman in her whole day. And then at the end, the husband comes in and she's like standing on the stairs. It's so hilarious. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. <clears throat> yeah. The most ridiculous ones from back then were for pop for soda pop like they have yeah. babies drinking coca-cola yeah. helps the teeth come in <laughs> it's it's absolutely and insane. out <laughs> immediate it's extraction of uh oh we're pulling up to the yeah. restaurant yes I, restaurant I time i love that <gasps> look at the tent what they really did use your driveway oh my god wait tell tell what that story right, really so, quick so there's a uh, Mexican family that lives next to us and it's about there's about 25 of them there and they like to have a lot of parties they like to do like karaoke out in the street um and since we're really <laughs> their only neighbors so like you know they'll be like hey can we use your driveway sometimes to you know I didn't realize I had a tent out there. That's incredible. They, like, actually set up a tent in our driveway. And um, I guess they went until about 4 in the morning. So I'm sure... Um, like a whole family of people. I'm sure That's... My, poor, my poor roommate's very... Uh, yeah, but I, lo- I love that when you'll, like, go to a park on a weekend and it seems like Latino families do this where they'll just fucking rent... Two bounce houses. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the best. And it's not like they're rich. They're just like, nope, we are going to have a party, and the kids are the focus of it, and they just have giant bounce houses. Well, and if you get a bounce house, you don't have to worry about the kids all day. Right. Because right. they're taken care of. That's like a big rubber babysitter totally. that you yeah. just got for yourself. Yeah. But what I love about his neighbors is they do, they do karaoke outside. Outside. <laughs> and the, here's the thing. other thing about karaoke... All you need is is a phone nowadays. You don't need a giant thing to wheel out there, and you know all because you, you just YouTube and you yeah, can yeah. karaoke song for anything. But these guys need a blare it. They have a big machine. <laughs> they have a big karaoke machine, and they do it family karaoke in the street. Yeah, I I mean it sounds like you guys are sort of complaining about it, but I want to go to their party. <laughs> oh yeah, they're great. And they, they, they take care of us. They you know give us tamales and, and oh really? and oh nice tequila and yeah. Hell Tamale yeah. isn't just a frivolous. Uh, that, that you have to. It takes like a week to make tamales. Yeah. It does. It's like it's, it's not. No, it's no microwave popcorn. No, that's no. For sure. It is it, for holidays and and big parties, bounce house events only, <laughs> tamales. Because you have to like, you know, there's so many stages to the preparation. Yeah, and you have to get those corn husks. Oh, the husks. Oh. Where do you get those? Well, you have to shuck it off the short. <laughs> it will shuck husk. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that always bothered me about when I go to Nebraska and they they everyone's like talking about the corn huskers. It. The, you husk, the, you shuck the husk. You, you're not a husker, you're a shucker of the husk. Oh. So it should be corn shuckers. Is that mm. too much like corn fuckers? Maybe it is. Maybe 
early on when they did tested like because I'm sure they have test basketball games <laughs> when they launch a new. I knew they just get like a, a, a focus group. <laughs> okay, and, and they so, get someone from every country in the world to come and watch the basketball game. But sometimes survey at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It sounded like, and I'm sorry, it sounded like they're saying corn fuckers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I liked it. No, I didn't like it. I'm from Finland. Well, you know my least favorite, and I, and I know once we get talking sports, the three of us will be talking all day. Oh man! But uh, the the Houston Texans, come on. Yeah. Ugh, get out name. of here. Get yeah. out of town. Let, let's name them after the state. <laughs> it's so dumb. Let's name our city basketball team after the state. So people, it's like, <laughs> won't people just think you're saying Houston, Texas? Get out of this meeting. You're no focus group person. Kind of all of their teams are, the, the team names are kind of bad. Aggies? Oh, the Rangers is not very good. No. I mean, just, I mean, it'd be great if there was more like that, like, you know, the, the Denver Cops or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Um, and there's the Astros. Yeah, that sounds like a- assholes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good either. The Rangers just make you think of everyone's Chuck Norris on the team. And then there's the San Antonio Clits. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Right? We needed to end it. Um. <laughs> oh, I love it. Chris, sorry you had to do all the heavy lifting on this one. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're can, so tired. Can I put these down? So I have, that's where you were supposed to yes and and go, yes, stop <laughs> lifting those heavy weights or something. Oh, oh I See? get it. No, I on purposely, so you guys didn't feel bad about all the heavy lifting. <laughs> I I made it look like I was a failure. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You really took the hit for us. That was pretty nice. I am I know that you guys uh, would have preferred a ride to the airport uh, no, both before are before your trip. Are, oh, but that was like at six a.m. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, glad that was crazy. Even though you guys are exhausted and you're about to go into a deep day coma, <laughs> I I appreciate you uh, letting me pick you up rather than drop you off. Oh, it was. Thank it, you for the ride. I just got the. Thank you for needing one. <laughs> I just got the uh, that feeling that people get when they are so excited. It really is the best when you can walk out of that shithole of an airport and get into someone's car that you know as opposed to like a cab or do it yourself it's so nice or i mean up until uber existed and it's hard to get them i guess i still do it uh the uh shuttle super shuttle where you get in Mm -hmm. with a bunch of strangers i hate that so much into a sweaty van that's like you're just doing like a a ground plane (laughs) it's just like the same experience but on the ground except you stop and every they drop off a bunch of people on the way to your place and you get a park in front of their complex Uh. There was, I have a thousand earthquake shuttle hideous stories when I used to have to do colleges and I would be so hungover and it would be 530 in the morning and then like a band would get on and then, and then the next stop would be like, we'd sit in front of that really fancy apartment building on Vine that when it turns into Rossmore and then 30 minutes later, some rich girl would come out that I would want to strangle. And like, it was always just like, how is this, how are we saving money here? Right. When you're having the worst experience of your life. And now they've turned that, uh, uh, they've gone to that with Uber. You can do a shared thing. Right. Like it's oh, a, yeah, it's for a discount. Does do it too. Yes. And so I was like, oh, I'll try this to a show. It's me and a friend. And then two 
roller derby girls came in. Yes. One of them had dreads. So, and uh, nothing against roller derby or uh, the other thing they do, burlesque dancing. But these girls smelled because I guess they had not showered for a while, and they had <laughs> to leftovers of their food that they started eating. On so it's like bo and fucking tamale taco, oh, no. and I'm like, oh wow, this is happening. I said that out loud. <laughs> I guess this is happening. And then the Uber driver laughed, and we all. I guess it was a learning experience. For I mean, th- those aren't people. Those are people that don't know how to share a car. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, disgusting. the least you can do is not have open leftovers. The very least. <laughs> and the next least is shower. Um, We've learned a lot. I can go yeah. ahead and turn off the, uh, the little whole time there was a ticking of a... Uh, hey, you did pretty good driving turn. and and hosting and I, talking. Totally. I Yeah, you know what? Today was a good day for me. <laughs> I mean, not to sound all ice cubey, but everything went okay. You didn't use your AK once. Well, I don't have an AK. I have this police baton that oh, my yeah, dad gave right. me. <laughs> Do you want to do a See quick this, rap? See this, Brennan? You're a dude. You might appreciate oh, yeah. it. Ooh, yeah, uh, if anyone gives daddy guff, I give him a little stick time. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, there's just a... There's part, oh, oh, look at this nice camera. Well, enough of that. Enough of... Uh, let's uh, close out the show. Let's close with, out the with, show. A, with a rap? Yeah. You wanted yeah. to do a yeah. rap? Oh, uh... Uh, can I not beat back? I'm very bad at beatboxing. Okay, I'll beatbox. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here we, here we go. Here we are. At your house, yes. dropping you off like a mouse. If you lived in the walls, I guess you would be a mouse, but you're a human person, so you live in the house. House. In the house, within the walls. Walls. Hard to sleep because your neighbor calls and says, hey, do you mind? We're going to make tamales and do karaoke all day in the alley. That's all right. You guys have kids. You got to make them happy. That's what you do. <laughs> Karen, Karen, here you go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Again, girls, what's my weakness? Tamales. Okay, then. <laughs> Easy to make, hard to swallow. Tamales. I'll eat them tomorrow. We'll make some more. Have them ready for bed. Put <laughs> the side of my head. I use a tamale as a pillow. <laughs> um, isn't there isn't there a real estate website called Zillow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to Zillow, sell some tamales. <laughs> oh, here's what's hard about rapping is I you have to continue. I will get better. I will get better. The entire time he's rapping, it looks horror. like he, it's so hilarious. But you were doing it. Yeah, I was filled it. with horror. You, were there, doing you guys, it. there was moments in there where I felt <laughs> I I'm kind of like a Del the Funky Homo Sapien type rapper where <laughs> I, I will just rap like this with the inclination of actual conversation. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. See? That, that works. See? I know that there's a rapper in me. 
But totally. uh, he just came out and and was sitting in this driver's seat right, right now. In. Thanks for. Uh, t- I mean, there's that, that felt good. I feel <laughs> right good. on. This is going <laughs> to be a great day. Pretty great. Um, thank you guys for being on my podcast, Karen. Thank you for being on your podcast, <laughs> thank Brennan. You. Thank you for being again on the podcast. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, me, for driving. And uh, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R.